Emil, eh, sorry, I'm calling you Emil already. Richard. Yeah, look a bit similar, huh? Right. And welcome to RB Alley Global Tracks, Leipzig's very first RB Leipzig podcast in English. And that one is brought to you by Richard and Mario. And amongst us, we are season ticket holders, passionate supporters and not so neutral local pundits. And both of us have been following Leipzig football since our childhood days. So if you want to hear about RB Leipzig, capture the mood of the fans in the city. And if you want to go beyond numbers and statistics, you are in the right place. And we're delighted to welcome you on board. So let's go. Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. Mensch, Richard, that was a little bit of German in there. How are you tonight? Hey, Mario. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm good. It was a roller coaster ride of a week. So long. And, uh, and now, um, I don't, uh, to be honest, I was looking forward the whole week to our new, next recording. Um, so it's a little bit uncommon that we are just doing <laughs> only one recording per week. So it's like we're lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bit lazy. Um, and I was a little bored, so I wrote a little article. Um, but yeah, True. now we're here and good to go. I'm ready. Wonderful. Yes, I was very much looking forward to it as well. Got so used to it in the last four or five weeks. This is episode number 12. And uh, it feels as if there should be a lot more coming. So first of all, thank you everyone who's who are new to this podcast, who's listening to this podcast. Also the ones who've been listening to the very first episode until now. Um, thank you for enduring us and uh, hopefully you find it entertaining and informative. So Richard, what is it we're going to talk about today? So we got um, three sections today. We got uh, our key takeaways from our last encounter against Freiburg. Mm -hmm. Some club-related news, what is basically not some, it's only one club-related news. And... We will discuss a little topic from uh, a user that uh, got in touch with us via ex-Twitter. It's Balham. And um, he asked us about our opinion if the Bundesliga is the second best league in Europe and if a new champion uh, would be useful for the reputation of the league. And we will talk about this a little later. Wonderful. Yes. Um, so really appreciate the contribution uh, from the agent in London. I believe he lives within the M25 circle. So thank you. Thank you very much. So key takeaways from the Freiburg match. Before you start, Richard, just like to add that um, the crowd was, was pretty good. We had 41,000 uh, people there on a Sunday night, 7.30. A bit unusual, but that's due to the... Um, I think, conference or Europa League uh, match that Freiburg had during the week. I'm sorry, it is Europa League, isn't it? So uh, that was that was delayed. That kind of stopped um, a lot of Freiburg supporters coming to Leipzig, but the official version, of course, is they boycott that marketing construct to Leipzig. It's a convenient excuse in my eyes. They've done this before. It is quite a trek coming from Freiburg to Leipzig on a Sunday night. You do have to go work on Monday, I suppose. A couple of hundred people did pitch up. Uh, they weren't very loud. The uh, odd insult, nothing new, nothing new creative. And uh, a couple of times they were chanting for 
an Auswärtssieg, which is an away win, which didn't happen. So, but uh, we want that game 3 1. Good night. Enjoyed it in most parts, but there were 40 minutes, which were not so great to watch from Arby Leipzig's side. So, Richard, what is your key takeaway from, from that match? Um, in my opinion, it's uh, Baumgartner. Baumgartner is ready for 90 minutes. Um, we only saw him when he came in from the bench, most of the games. Um, he had only two starts in the season versus Bochum and uh, versus Mainz and was substituted in both matches. And and he yeah. was good, not great in those couple of games. But um, now he came from the bench and showed his best 28 minutes for RBL so far, in my opinion. One goal and, and one assist if you give him credit for the successful claimed penalty. And to me, it felt like as if he, as if the penny dropped finally. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him and his development in the upcoming encounters. And this is my takeaway. Baumgartner is good for 90 minutes. Baumgartner ready for the Richards starting 11. You heard it here first. No, I agree. It was really excellent. His performance really um, helped us to finally beat Freiburg um, after a spell of 40 minutes, which were not so great. I don't know what happened there. I, I agree. So I would love to see him in the starting 11. Well, we'll see after the international break if he comes back healthy. If, if Marco Rosa is going to follow your advice, surely you're going to put him in the next starting 11 versus Wolfsburg, but that's still a long way ahead. So my key takeaway is that um, on the day when the National Football League of American Football was hosting uh, a match in Frankfurt, I think the Patriots played the Colts. Uh, it was a low-scoring game, by the way, I heard. Uh, but the atmosphere is brilliant. Emil kind uh, uh, or the team had some sort of uh, play which could have been coming out of a playbook of a national football team. So imagine yourself or just picture yourself, you're behind the goal of the opponent as a spectator on the left-hand side. Uh, RB Leipzig is taking a corner kick and in the middle, maybe around five, six yards uh, in front of the opponent goal, there is Emil Forsberg facing towards the corner and in behind him he's got two defenders who are right up his back trying to push him out but hey Emil is the king of the north so he's pushing back they he's pushing towards the center of the box creating a space in front of him and i was so fascinated watching him um with standing the pressure of those two defenders and actually pushing them <laughs> pushing them back that i didn't realize that there's a gap and through that gap came the running back um, Sheshko with the ball. So in terms of American football, this would have been at least the first uh, first down, or you would have taken it all the way to the house. Uh, unfortunately, didn't score a goal, but I thought this was a beautiful play. And uh, if the New York Giants or the New York Jets, you know, need some sort of um, kicker or somebody who can um, rush other other people or block other people, maybe they think could think of uh, somebody like Emil Forsberg. And that does take us to club-related news, which we like to dedicate to just one player, and that's going to be... Unfortunately, it's Emil Forsberg who's dominating our club-related news. Emil, eh, sorry, I'm calling you already richard yeah look a bit similar huh? right <laughs> <laughs> if you dye your hair <laughs> and, and, and blue eyes baby's good <laughs> uh we can cut this out if you don't like it anyway richard what are your thoughts about this um 
surprising news. Nothing official, but the source Paul Hinz's Sky News, um, okay, Bild Zeitung, seemed to be very clear on this. Hmm. Yeah, it came quite surprising to me. Um, and I'm Emil's going to the Big Apple, isn't yeah, he? Well, I'm, I'm a bit irritated at least and some kind of disappointed um, because I cannot imagine our club without him. So he, he was like nine years um, in our club, joined us in the second league and um, helped us in the promotion, helped us to, to gain our goals and you could always rely on him. He, he wasn't the the undisputable starter, never, never has been. And he didn't score much. So I looked it up. He didn't score uh, double digits in, in any single season um, in Bundesliga games at least. But he was the leader of the team and, and is still, was in recently. He came out on the pitch versus Belgrade as a captain. He started against Man City as a captain. Um, so, and now he should be gone in a few weeks. That's maybe on my imagination. Um, but I would like to, to use the, uh, the audience here to chance today to say thank you to Emil. Um, but in Swedish. So, uh, please, um, excuse me. But, um, hey, Emil, um, jag skulle vilja säga tack för nio fantastiska och förglämliga år. Tack för att hjälpa klubben i Bundesliga. Tack för att skjuta så många viktiga mål för oss. Uh, jag ska aldrig inte glömma ditt mål mot Monaco. Den allra första för ABL i Champions League. Eller ditt andra mål mot Benfica i 2019. Eller ditt mål mot Union Berlin i kuppens semifinal uh, 2022. Och jag ska aldrig inte glömma att du har alltid ge allt du har i varje match. Tack, Emil. Tusen tack. Och kom med tillbaka strax. Hey, I understand Swedish. I understood Union and Benfica. I know what you were relating to. But tausend dank. Um, <laughs> tusen tack. <yeah. laughs> Quite a got that times, as well. Yeah. But I think there is huge gratitude amongst the fans. And... Um, and um, it is just irritating how this news came about. Why now? Why this winter? Why does he have to leave? I think he is, uh, or does he want to leave even? Um, I think he's still very important for the team. You've seen this in the last couple of games. And uh, and he's been with us, I, I think it was the last season, the second Bundesliga, where he helped us to get promoted. And that decisive game versus Karlsruhe, I think he scored the first game, the Dosenöffner cannon, <laughs> um, which then led to to us going to to being promoted. But um, I'd always like to also like to add uh, an opinion of a long-standing supporter, Sina. Sina, you might have heard in a previous episode. Um, she is a season ticket holder, poor seats, by the way. And uh, she may have a, a little bit of surprising opinion, but at the end of the day, she's also very grateful. So, we've got Sina here. Good evening, Sina. Good evening, Mario. Hello. Sina is a long-standing RBL supporter, a season ticket holder. She's got the posh seats, by the way. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just very interested. What is your opinion? What's your reaction to this news that it looks like Mr. Forsberg will jet off to the Big Apple in the winter? First, I was very surprised, but secondly, I wasn't so surprised mm. um, because I think it might be time for him to move on 
Mm -hmm. Because I think in the last games, maybe that's an unpopular opinion right now. But I thought that in the last games, when he came in, it wasn't the old fire I saw in him. Mm. And so maybe this thought is yeah, a little bit longer in his head now. And he's just uh, thinking about it a little bit longer. And he's not as free and wild as he was before. Okay, that that's very interesting. Because to be honest, my impression was that he was still um, trying to give everything to the club. And uh, especially when you watch the game versus Freiburg, he was still that player that really tried to make a difference. But do you maybe think um, he's running out of steam after 60 minutes? It may, is, <laughs> is it that what you picked up? Because on the second, in the second half, they play towards your side. And maybe you can observe him much better <laughs> than the first half when he's playing towards my side. And he's fresh and he's still trying to do everything. Well, I think he is still a very, very good player. I agree. So nevertheless, he's a really, really good soccer player. And I think he's very important for our young players. He's very important as... An old member of this club. Yeah. He's really relating to the city. He's relating to the club and he has done a lot for yeah. us. So especially when I think about the uh, last goal against Union Berlin, which took us to the DFB Cup. Which so, we won. Which wow. we won. So that was really, really good. And it was a very, very yeah, good job he has done there. And he has scored so many nice goals for us. He has and just important ones, hit really so important many ones. records for us. So, yes, he's absolutely a very, very great player. And I'm very thankful to him for everything he is doing or has done to us with us. But I don't know. Uh, it's just my, my feeling that right now, maybe the young players and new style is not so much his style he wants to play or loves to play in. Um, maybe it's just after a little while, I think we all can relate to that with our jobs or anything. Um, sometimes it's just time for a change in a new fresh air. <laughs> mm, could be, it could be. And, and we don't know. I mean, it's all about speculation. You don't know what his family actually, um, told him or urged him to do. And then and New York does beat Leipzig in, in some ways, not everything. <laughs> and so, I think it's kind of the same club. So, um, true. it's not such a big change for him maybe i mean he can speak english so that's not a not a big pressure on him and i think new york is a very very exciting city so yes leipzig is absolutely great and i love it but new york is another thing mm -hmm. and he's not getting younger to be honest so i think that's a very good chance for him to just have another club and but, but play for it but why now i mean why not wait until the summer and end the season here why Why does he have to go now? Is it because, well, you can only speculate the MLS starts, I think, in March, April, and, and runs through the year then until I think, October, November. So maybe that could be a factor. Uh, but I I feel he's still very important to RB Leipzig. And in that regard, I'm, I'm quite surprised. Um, so it's really interesting to hear from you that you're not as surprised and there maybe have been some developments leading to it. So I, I can see it and really appreciate you sharing that opinion. But at the same time, I think the feeling is mutual that, yes, we're very grateful um, and we really thank him for everything. And it, um, it was an exciting and exhilarating time um, having him here at the club. However, it is a strange timing. I, I still believe that that's, that's still a fact. Yes, that's true. Mm. I think in the winter uh, season, I didn't expect that. Mm. Because he's not playing for the EM 
So Oh, the European Championship. Yes, Sweden yeah. is out. So mm -hmm. um, that's not the same reason as maybe for Timo Werner or somebody else who needs to be more in uh, front to be seen by mm -hmm. the national uh, trainer. So yes, that's kind of confusing and kind of interesting. Um, I thought or I read, but yes, I just read it. I don't know if it's true. Under Domenico Tedesco, he already had the same problem that uh, he thought he didn't have enough time on the pitch. And I don't know. I think it's just uh, going on right now under Rose. So, yeah, maybe that's an ongoing problem. And I don't know if it's just because of his standing in the new formation on the pitch and if he doesn't fit in it uh, so good or if he's not um, sportive enough. I don't know how to say it. Um, and can not play more than 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the real reasons are, but I think he's not going because he is angered or he's not uh, happy in this club or something like this. I think it's it's just, I want to play in my age for another team and I want to play more. Yeah. And at REL, he has a lot of, he has a lot of competition. So that might be um, harder for him to get in. Might be right. You might be right. I guess we, we can only speculate, but well, we wish him well. Um, it does, from my point of view, it does hurt. <laughs> yes, it does. And um, they could have waited until the end of the season, so it would still have half of the uh, Major League Soccer season, but that's the way it goes. I think uh, we just shouldn't sell out more from our team because uh, our stuff is not so Yeah, our roster is not that, that white. We, we don't have that many players to sell. To Absolutely. Sell or to get injured. So everybody else, you know, get healthy again. Well, really appreciate that, Sina. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming over and uh, sharing your views. So thank you very much, Sina, for sharing your views. Um, that was really much appreciated. Um, so it seems like uh, we're in agreement that we're all grateful that uh, the role that Amy that Amy has played all over the years, um, and it might be a great factor now, so a decisive factor to say, okay. Amy wants to have regular time on the pitch. He wants to play in a, in, in, a, in a league where he can be in the starting 11 almost all the time at his age. And maybe he's, he's joining a team which has a similar play style to, to RB Leipzig. Um, and it's a new country. It's international. It's a new country. New York's exciting. Uh, will be good for his family and his kids as well. Um, so all we can say is thank you for everything and uh, good luck, Amy. Wished you could have stayed a bit longer, but... Um, the feeling is still very positive and grateful. So we come to our last little topic, Richard, and that is something uh, that um, Ballham Dude 2022 has initiated that he has raised on question he has asked. Um, he is not an RB Leipzig supporter. I think he lives in uh, good old London. Um, and he's, uh, but he's interested in uh, following things in the Bundesliga and has been for, for a while. And of course, he has, <laughs> he has seen that we had for 11 consecutive times the same champions called FC Bayern München. And uh, we're quite bored with that ourselves. So he's asked the question, does the Bundesliga need a new champion, new Meister, in order to raise its awareness or attractiveness uh, on a global level, an international level? And uh, Richard, I know you ducked down deep. Uh, into this uh, uh, topic, we can't talk about everything uh, because there's always going to be different opinions. And but I'm really eager to hear your opinion. And what would you say to 
Fußballem Duty 2022. Does the Bundesliga need another champion? That was a question. So this is a simple answer. You're like, okay, yes. So, <laughs> I agree. Topic, topic's closed. And what, what should be the champion? Should be Abi Leipzig. Okay, that's a couple of years. Of course. <laughs> um, no, but, but honestly, um, so I, I I think there was an, another part on in, in in this question. Um, mm -hmm. So is would it be good um, to have um, another champion finally um, to increase the uh, overseas interest um, exactly in, in the Bundesliga? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is absolutely. Um, needed right now um, because this is so outstanding and we posted this on, on X Twitter every other major league in, in, in Europe had at least three different champions in, in that uh, time span when Bayern won it 11 times in a row mm. um, so and this, this when this tells me about the Bundesliga that this is not a very competitive league in European context. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so look, there is there's one club um, that is able to reach um, 11 championships in a row. And especially is incredible. If you bear in mind that eight of those titles came by double digit point lead at the end of the season i know and they were they were champions crown champions so early mm -hmm. that everybody must have lost interest like four or five yeah. games before the end of the season yeah right and and this is the and on top of that this is the only club that showed consistency in the champions league in, in terms of wins winning games and to qualify True, to yeah. the quarterfinals at least except the 2018-19 uh, campaign where they lost against Liverpool um, and all, all of our clubs and all other Bundesliga clubs um, couldn't achieve that by a far margin okay mm. um, and this tells me at least that this league is good but not great and it's, it's far from, from being the second best um, in Europe I think there is an UEFA ranking which takes into account the last five years I think we're at the moment, Germany's in fourth or Bundesliga's in fourth position. Sometimes we're in third. We're changing spaces, uh, ranks with uh, Spain, uh, sorry, Spain, whoa, uh, Italy. Uh, but we never get close to Spain or even the Premier League. No chance in hell, really. No. Mm -hmm. And, and um, as long as, as, as the, the system, so the the system that we got in Germany with this 50 plus one, which basically says that there uh, won't be, uh, their investors are not able um, to gain the majority in the in, in, in the clubs. Um, as long as this system stands, um, in my opinion, there, we, we, will, we will not be able to close the financial gap to the Premier League clubs. No, no way. Um, mm. and, and this gap is, is so huge right now. If you look into the Delot uh, Football Money League, uh, okay, you can you can Google this uh, Delot D E L O I T E um, Football Money League. There's a yearly, um, an annual um, examination of the financial circumstances of every um, club or the top 30 clubs in, in Europe. So is um, it fair to say it's it's the uh, it, it lists the the clubs by financial power for yeah, example? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This, this is basically it. Mm -hmm. this is it, and there are two clubs in the first 20, two Bundesliga clubs. It's it's Bayern on six, rank six, and it's Dortmund on 13. 
And on rank 22, I think it's uh, Frankfurt, surprisingly. That is surprising, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you, if you look at, at, the, at the numbers, so on top is, is Man City, of course, uh, with over 700 uh, million revenue um, in the 2022-23, no, excuse me, 21-22 campaign. And, and then you can take a deeper look into where this money come from. And then you will recognize that a lot of money, so like 294 million, as far as I remember, came to Man City from the broadcasting rights. And the broadcasting rights, the money that made Bayern from the broadcasting rights were only about 200 million. And, and bear in mind that this is by far the, the largest number uh, any club in, in Germany um, got mm. from, from this department. And so there is 100 million per year margin between the England English champion and the German champion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this basically says it all. And and because and because of the the Premier League um, gains in this um, newly signed contract for the overseas broadcasting rights, they raise 5.05 billion in four years it's only overseas so right uh, on top of that there's another five billion for um england's markets share uh, so the broadcasting rights from 2022 to 2025 are approximately 10 billion pounds and if you compare the um the, the german Uh, revenue, uh, the, the DFL revenue from their broadcasting rights, I think it's about something about 3 billion actually mm -hmm. for the uh, German rights. And the overseas rights, <laughs> it's ridiculous, 200 million. So, so. This, is, this really <laughs> so, shows how attractive the Bundesliga uh -huh. is worldwide or internationally. So, of, of course. And, and so we come back to this point. Would another champion be nice uh, for the attractiveness in, in, uh, in the foreign no in other countries of, of course so imagine if you were the, the the sales manager of the dfl and you <laughs> you're trying to trying to, to sell the attractive product bundesliga uh, overseas and say hey look i've got uh, heidenheim versus stormstead this is the encounter your people <laughs> waited for 20 years oh, and now it's no. finally there Okay, you might have better chances if you could sail Schalke and Hamburg and Düsseldorf and, and Cologne and all and imagine all of those clubs would be able to uh, compete uh, for, for the championship or at least for a spot in the top four. That wouldn't be nice for um, for the attract attractiveness of, of the league, yeah. Yeah, so it sounds to me a new champion is is a different champion is is not enough. And 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 my If I, if, I, if I look at the Bundesliga and I think, okay, if Dortmund wins it again for some strange reason, I'd be bored as well because they were the last champions before that. Leverkusen, okay, that doesn't really excite me. Uh, I don't know, because there's always this thought, those, those teams, they are champions one year, but the next year, you know, if you think of Leverkusen, hypothetically, you know, the brilliant season. Let's, think, let's, let's imagine they can keep this up. You know what's going to happen. They're going to lose some key players in the next season. 
the uh, uh, coach, the manager, he's going to be gone. He's going to be going off to to uh, Spain. And it's going to be really hard for them to transition to a new team with new players and to keep up the same performance. So they might end up in the Champions League next year, but they're not going to be as competitive as this year. And in the league, they're not be as, be as competitive as this year. And chances are that Bayern Munich will prevail again. And coming back to the other point you mentioned, the sense of, okay, maybe in our league we have some of the teams who are attractive to the domestic audience, kind of um, attractive to the domestic audience, but not internationally. Uh, you you might be right. I, um, I, I agree. But what about RB Leipzig? Because RB Leipzig is not a club which was founded 150,000 years ago, uh, or they didn't manufacture and build a history artificially like, you know, I don't want to mention any names, but I'm going to call it out. It's going to be LOK, Lok Leipzig, to be 130 years old. They were founded in 2009, and everybody knows that. Started in the fifth tier, and let's say in the Conference League, um, came up quite quite quickly in that sense. But on on if if you look at it from the outside, from an international perspective, and somebody tells you, okay, RB Leipzig, newcomers, they're going to play TSG Hoffenheim or Wolfsburg. Nobody's going to be really excited about that as well in the beginning. But maybe that is changing because RB Leipzig has been playing internationally quite successful in the last six, seven years. Always been there in the Champions League. So Leipzig is actually a name that people know on an international level and will be broadcasted um, on an international level as well. So maybe that's a new marketing tool as well. But I think we need about five, six, seven teams who year in, year out compete for this top title and make the Bundesliga a lot more exciting. And um, that's what we're lacking. And I agree, we should also have the ones with a lot of tradition there. People are, uh, sorry, teams that uh, people remember, you know, Hamburg SV, people remember them from the 80s. Schalke 04, they've always been there. Gladbach, to that extent, is a, is, a, is a club like that as well. They're in there. I fear all of that won't be enough to make the Bundesliga a lot more attractive than or maybe halfway as attractive as, as the Premier League. Are there any other factors that we could be working on? We said money. Money is uh, investments. That is the big term, isn't it, Richard? In my opinion, it is, yeah. Mm. Um, the league um, has to has to um, open itself for, for other op opportunities to raise funds um, if you want to, to keep up with, with the pace in England and in Spain and mm. Italy. Yeah, this is my this is my humble opinion of this one. But, but there has been there has been a movement. I mean, the uh, German uh, Football Association they tried, uh, or DFL is then the uh, other body. Um, they they tried a couple of months ago, but it was rejected by the clubs, wasn't it? Um, I think the notion was to enable investors to invest in the league and have take a certain share, and it wasn't the majority. I'm not sure if it was 25%, um, if they could have done or block anything with it. Uh, but most of the teams rejected that. So now they're having, they're trying it again uh, with a new notion, uh, less uh, less share for investors. I think they're preparing that. But is that is that going to be enough? What do you think? No, but it is a start. And we, we have to start at some point, at least. And we have to do this quickly because... If you if you say no, we don't want investors. We want to play our old or fa old fashioned style or in, in financial uh, or whatsoever. 
um, this is okay. So we, we could we we can do that. I'm 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 fine with that. But then we will see at least another eleven seasons with the same champion, mm-hmm. and then we will not see an, another um, UEFA Champions League winner out of Germany except Bayern Munich. And mm-hmm. okay, Eintracht Frankfurt won the Europa League um, twenty twenty two. That was an outlier. Okay, they played a fantastic um, European season. Credits to them. I tip my head to that. But it was it was an outlier. Um, and this came more accidental than um, long term planned or long term built. So yeah, and 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 this is the problem in my my opinion. If you if you don't have enough money to so what you said a few moments ago, um, to keep your squad together to keep up. Um, with the with the uh, superior clubs from England and, and even in Germany, um, you always have you are always in rebuild mode, in season mm-hmm. over and over again. You, you, you got a nice new player. So look at look at um, uh, look at Op- Openda. Okay, he 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 starts for us now. He came from 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 France, um, scoring nine goals in eleven games. And in, in before the season is half over, you can read in newspapers that there are interests from from England. I thought it was um uh West 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 Ham and I don't know what's the other club was. Brighton. Brighton. No disrespect to you guys, but West Ham and Brighton, sorry. You're not good enough for him. Okay. Back off. And, <laughs> and it has to be the goal of the league to to um sustain those offers. To to Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you conclude in in, in regards to, to his question? Do we need a new champion? I think we said yes. Yeah. But it's not going to be enough in order to be attractive globally. So what do we need in order to be more attractive on the global level? We need, not one, we need um, ch- changing champions uh, in the next de- decade. But we won't get this if the league, if, if the league is, is in uh, freezing mode. True. And it doesn't get more attractive and then generate more money from broadcasting outside of Germany if it's always the same outcome, isn't it? And uh, I think we're going to get bored as well if, if our only our top aim is going to be qualifying for the Champions League, uh, which, which I feel it is again this year. Some people may get impatient with that and they voice uh, voice the... Uh, the uh, need for 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 getting being a champion, uh, getting champions. But I think after a while, people will lose interest, and we've been spoiled with the success we had anyway. So hopefully, Balam, do twenty twenty two. We answered your question. Thank you for for sending that in to anybody else. This you can contribute to this uh, podcast the same way. Find us on Twitter at uh, podcast underscore rbl our podcast is called r called rble global tracks you can also always drop us an email as well that talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com uh we really appreciate any comments from you follow us like us uh, leave us some uh, reviews let us know how you like the show if you like what we could do better and um, Richard, thank you very much for a very nice episode and I uh, really appreciate your thoughts and, and answering Bonham Dude's 2022 question. That was excellent. And I'm still impressed with your Swedish. So what are you going to do if he's gone? Are you going to learn Danish? 
that similar? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Um, we 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 spent the holidays this year in in Denmark, and I do I do speak a little as uh, Swedish, so it wasn't so okay. I looked a few words up to to be fair um, in my thank words to Emil, but so we we spent uh, our holidays in in Denmark, as I said. And if you compare the written language, uh, you can understand quite quite nearly the most if you read danish compared to swedish but if you if you if you listen to them no no fucking way <laughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> this is something that is in a whole other world no mm. way no way i can so understand this we we can't reach out to yusuf oh how bad <laughs> but i think his german is very good so there you go <laughs> well thanks a lot to everyone thank you we're going to be recording in next week thursday And um, to everybody else, auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. Tag, Emil, tschüssen Tag, und kommen wir Podcast Trucks.